Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm blurry. It's okay. Did you do the things you always forget to do? Yes. The only times I remember are when you've already remembered. Sounds like you need a producer to sit up. I mean, please, will you please? Will you, let's start a podcast network. Fuck it. Well, that's that's how my whole podcast. It's a spawning off of the Big Dumb Monsters brand. Well, great. Then we'll add ours, and we can someday give LPN a run for their money. I don't know. Probably not. No, <laughs> definitely. You never know. Um. Um. You are echoing. <sighs> okay, interesting. One second. Okay, interesting. One second. I had to. I'm using different headphones today because when I went to put my regular headphones on, one of the just one of the sides just. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, I've had them since like I was a freshman in college, so like I can't say I'm insanely surprised, but it's inconvenient. So I'm wired today, and we're doing what we can. <laughs> well, it seems to have gone away. So okay, so I changed my output, and that seems to have done something. Excellent. I don't think I need to do anything else. So what we do is we just start rolling and then whatever happens, uh, happens until the episode sort of starts organically and then I just chop off whatever I don't need at the beginning or the end. That's very similar to what we do when we live stream. You do love to see it. So with all of that fun stuff being said, what's up friends? That's not an answer to a what's up. That's just a double thumbs up, which means nothing. Really, really. sad double thumbs up too. <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know what else to do. That's fair. That oh no, I'm on the spot. Yeah, that's the that's the thing when you ask people like, "What are you thinking about?" Like immediately, they're like, "I've never thought a thought in my entire life." What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. No, if I get that, but maybe that like. I get the whole, like, what's your favorite movie? I've never seen a movie in my entire life. But if people ask me what I'm thinking, I'll just spit out what whatever's there. And I kind of, like, don't care. Sometimes when the I get super... Is smart. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Guest. Um, no, I was just going to say the the filter is largely dependent on how many beverages I've had. Mm. It's the, so if someone asks me what I'm thinking, I might think more before I respond, depending on the ABC. BAC. Shh. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, "What's an ABC?" <laughs> You know, in my brain, I said alcohol blood content. I don't know why. There you go. I'll try to get slightly more formal with this. Welcome, everybody. Today we are here with Mr. Arthur Gibson, the producer for the Big Dumb Monsters podcast and the host of a spinoff, which is what, again, I completely forgot. The website exists. I haven't recorded a single episode yet. Amazing. It's called Regrettable Reviews. Regrettable Reviews. So when that drops, check it out. And we will have all the fun links in the description for everybody to explore. I'm once again experimenting with microphone position because I'm struggling with the thing where I, I move the mic mm -hmm. far away because I, as a person, get very excited and loud, but then when I'm just talking, my microphone's like, ah, you're far away, so you're quiet. And I really don't know how to strike a balance because I'm one of those people who, who knows when I'm going to start yelling. Yeah, that's very true, actually. It is my eternal is struggle. My... So, we'll see. We'll see how this works out. But, um, on our document for today, I kind of just have a bunch of random things that I would like to bring up to start. Because the seven days since our last recording session have been insane. On a sort of global scale. Um, that was within the last week? Yeah, it's only been a yeah, week. I thought that was longer ago, wow. Uh-huh. So, um, first of all, Kissinger finally bit the dust. <laughs> and I found out from the Liza Minnelli Outlives Twitter account just like I wanted. Which is where you find out anytime someone famous dies, so. Yeah. 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 Um... But God, what a beautiful moment it was to conclude recording our 150th episode with Henry Zbrowski, go out and chill on the couch, and to see the alert on my phone that Kissinger was finally dead. There's a specific account. I know you have the Liza Minnelli one, but is there's Henry a specific, dead yet? is Henry Mr. Dead yet? Yeah. I and they're followed like, that account yes. for ages, and man oh man, was it beautiful to see the yes, finally. It's never good to celebrate in the death of somebody. Like, I mean, like, maybe a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm gonna yeah. say yes. Yeah. Um, some people. Yeah. It was kind of a weird synchronicity thing, Brooks. I believe you will remember this. The first encounter we ever had with Mr. Henry Zabrowski was the day that the Queen died. Oh, yeah. And then this... And then... And then as soon as we were all... It, we all interacted again. Kissinger finally kicked the bucket. So I don't know what that means. So there's something about the three of us, like there's some maybe so, yeah, something about the energy, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Powerful forces at play, or again, just a random synchronicity. Who knows? Yeah. Sandwich in the Matrix. Indeed. Um. But also, 
continuing in a sort of politics realm, uh, diva down, George Santos has been expelled from Congress. Yeah, took long enough. I love those days that are like Twitter holidays, where like everyone is just memeing the ridiculous thing that just happened. This was a good one. This was a really good one. I have no presence on Twitter. Or X or whatever it is nowadays. No. I refuse to call it that. Um, it's a cesspool, but it's like the only social media where, again, like, you know, celebrating Henry Kissinger's death is like, like cool. It's a cesspool, but it's our cesspool. It's our cesspool. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Diva Down. <laughs> yeah, that one made me kind of like, because my, you know, Alexis tell me when there's breaking news. And so every time I get an alert, I'm like, oh, God, what could it be? Yeah, what is it now? And then I was like, whooping, like, as you should. As you actually just tell me someone died, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then two things happened on Spotify. One, uh, Arthur, you might be aware of this or might have also been excited about this. Zenith by Ghost is their cover of Zenith is finally available on Spotify in the United States for the longest time. I did not know. Listen to it on Spotify if you were in Sweden. Well, that's going right onto my queue. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's um, probably one of my top five bands. Oh, yeah. Um, but my other and the other Spotify thing is that um, Twitter's Met Gala Spotify Wrapped Day. Yeah. Would we all like to, would any of us like to discuss our results? I'm sure mine are so obvious, like, you could guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh. that's kind of an annual thing at this point. Yeah. Talking about Spotify wrapped on the pod. Uh, Ghost was my number one artist. Number one. Fucking shocker. But surprisingly, a Ghost song was not my number one song. My number one song was actually a cover of the song Crawling, and the cover was by Plagues, and the reason it was so high is because I was participating in, like, a contest that was happening on the Plagues Discord server, which was, like, if we can, like, get this cover to a certain number of streams by a certain date, all you guys are gonna get something, like, everyone who participates in this is gonna get something signed from the lead singer, so I just made a playlist, and then I would, like, put it on, like, I would mute the tab, on my computer and just let it loop. And I did get a signed poster, so worth it. Even though I kind of wrecked my algorithm for like a second. Yeah, it, I don't know how they like label genres on Spotify, There's but too it, many. Well, but it says my top genre is emo. I mean, that doesn't shock me whatsoever. But it's not. I love to hear it, but I, it, emo is like a. It'd be like saying rock. There's so many subgenres. How do you? How is rock my genre? You know. Yeah, it says my top genre is rock, but I think that's because they break it down into like the million little subgenres of like this is a type of rock. This is a type of rock. Well, yeah. Yeah. But my actual top song, which showed up as my second song, was Euclid by Sleep Token. Which, if you know me personally, is not remotely nice. shocking. I have a playlist of four songs. 
and only four songs and i'm extremely discerning about what goes on this playlist and the playlist is called there's fucking crack in these songs and the three songs that are on and the four songs that are on there three artists um mariana cross by ghost euclid by sleep token uh run of the mill by george harrison and then sleep tokens cover of uh is it really you by loathe and that's a good playlist discerning about what is going to go on that playlist next it needs to be one of those songs where like when i hear it i cannot just listen to it once like i have to loop it interesting anyway. but yeah my top artists in descending in descending order ghost plagues sleep token rammstein and power wolf not surprising whatsoever nope i could have guessed all of those I'm nothing if not predictable. Would anyone else like to share? Uh, I don't know if mine is going to line up with a whole lot of anyone else here, but my top five artists were Alkaline Trio, Forever Grey, I Fight Dragons, Against Me, and AFI. I listened to three out of those five bands. Which three I have to know. Um, Alkaline Trio, Against Me, <laughs> and AFI. Okay. I Fight Dragons is a chiptune uh, punk band, and Forever Grey is a... They sound like 80s dark wave, um, but they formed in 2015. It's amazing. Alright. If you're into 80s goth style, you know, dark wave music, which I am. I'll check well, anything out. Bridget, you can probably guess my top two bands. Uh, Los Campesinos. Number one. And here's the thing. This could go several ways. But I always say there's my two favorite bands. Gogo Bordello? Nope. nope. Fuck. <laughs> Fight Like Apes? Nope. Son of, Son of a bitch. I'll just let you stop guessing. The Lawrence Arms. Oh, God damn it. Oh. You know that. Yeah, Los Campesinos is one, Lauren's Arms is two, Say Anything is third. Okay. Um, I have no idea why, how Taking Back Sunday is fourth, because I don't recall listening to them that much, but okay. Sure. And the Gaslight Anthem is five. All right. I love both of your lists. I just want to be clear. Mine was very monochromatic as far as sound goes. It was very sad, alt-punk um but mm-hmm. I loved your lists. I mean, there's definitely I love a, all the bands that were mentioned. Definitely a flavor of, of sad, especially if you get deep. One sleep token and two, if you get deep into Rammstein, it is very depressing. What I find very interesting is that there's almost no overlap between my top artists and my top songs. Fascinating. Yeah. Is it because, do you think it's because your top artists, you're listening to a lot of albums, whereas your top song, you're just like... Um, well with like one of them but not with all of them interesting this was kind of surprising for me is that mariana cross did not make my top five songs Hmm. which i'm only kind of calling my top four because the one was for the contest thing but euclid Two songs off of Infestus Dumam, which frankly is not all that surprising. 
and then one song from Sleep to one of Sleep Token's older albums. Yeah, my um, there is one Los Campesinos song on there, but the rest, uh, the Lazy Boy Five Hundred by the Falcon. Okay. <laughs> the Crowing by Coheed and Cambria. Uh, another traveling song by Bright Eyes. Nice. And then I got a Los Campesinos song with that breeze behind me, and then Emergency House Party by American Steel. I mean, so there's just I don't know that one. American Steel? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that band. Oh, they're excellent. Going on the list. I saw them open for the Lawrence Arms in Chicago back in like 2007. I would love to go to a show in Chicago so bad. I just feel like it'd be fun. Yeah, well, especially because the Lawrence Arms are from Chicago, getting to see them there, and the Falcon, and Sundowner. Nice. Actually, speaking of concerts, I saw Avatar on what fucking day was it the 26th and holy shit i had an amazing time <laughs> i got there super, okay, I that was long, yeah. they're super early well not like super super early because i had early entry anyway because of who i am as a person um so had that showed up like two hours early was not even the 20th person in line for early entry so i got right on the barrier it was absolutely fantastic Ooh such a good time and i brought um i realized as i was like standing in line that i have brought like little gifts for every metal band that i've ever seen so obviously i can't stop now but i made like little bracelets that i was gonna i don't know chuck on stage or whatever i had a little piece of paper that i just wrote like gifts for you on it um handed them directly to one of the guitar players he's fucking sick and i wound up on their instagram like three times and also, they just put on a hell of a show. I had a blast. Highly recommend. Weird-ass circus metal, my beloved. Also, just, like, performing- Like, I know this, obviously, because I could not do this, but, like, holy shit, performing is is hard. It's crazy. Because, like, Johannes Eckerstrom, lead singer, he, like, has, like, full face makeup, and by the end, it's gone. Like, utterly insane. 10 out of 10. And also, they played a bunch of songs that I wasn't expecting, because every time I tried to look up what the set list was, because there are some albums of theirs that are, like, older and I'm not super familiar with, and I was like, okay, I want to know if I should, like, listen to, like, you know, one of these deep cuts just to be familiar with it. I kept getting on, like, the Google search for, like, the that set list website. I kept getting their set list for... Because the show that I went to is, like, their last headline show of this year because they've been touring, supporting Ice Nine Kills and some other band. So they've been doing, like, a 45... Huh? I used to listen to them, Ice Nine Kills, in college. Oh, no shit. They're having, like, a hot moment again. Sorry? They're having, like, a hot moment again. Oh. I thought they were new. No, I haven't listened to them. I kind of forgot about them almost. Yeah, I made a face because I was like, oh... I didn't realize they were still doing things. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're like they're like having a moment with like fourteen year olds. Interesting. Anyway. I haven't looked at them in like more than fifteen years. Phrasing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Having a moment with fourteen year olds. Not phrasing like that. They are surging in popularity among that demographic for whatever reason. Not sure why. 
probably because of TikTok. Anyway, but they've been tour Avatar has been touring with one other band and Ice Nine Kills. So they have been doing like shorter sets for that, but they just sort of stopped off in Albany because it was on the way for like another show that they were going to do on that tour. So they're like, yeah, we'll do a headline show here at this kind of like small venue. So they played so many songs that I wasn't expecting and I was so excited. Like I like every single time I would just lose my mind because I was like, oh, like this is going to be kind of a short show, but like, you know, at least I'm getting to see them or whatever. But then they played like Colossus and Valley of Disease and all these songs that I wasn't expecting. I was like, hell yeah, brother. So I had a wonderful time. And that was my adventure. Yay, adventure! Anyway. With our stories out of the way, unless anyone has anything else to say about Spotify Wrapped or concerts or Kissinger's death or literally anything you can think of. Just a, um, a, a fun little uh, update on my foot. Oh no, what did you do now? Well, it's the same problem, but I got an ultrasound on my foot today. The first podiatrist thought it was capsulitis. The second one thought it was a neuroma. Turns out they were both right. I have capsulitis and two neuromas. Por que no womp, los womp, dos womp. in the worst yeah. way possible. Yeah, really uh, surprised everybody. I'm so sorry. I don't have one foot injury. I have three. Um, stop running. <laughs> well, I had to now. But, like... I may be doing a race in a few weeks, but... Oh, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was a little bit of a surprise. Well, well the question bonus is that I have for us to talk about now, rip to your foot, <laughs> is something that I stole from Twitter. What herbivore would be the most terrifying carnivore? This is uh, predicated on the assumption that I know herbivores. What animals are herbivores? My question is, do they have to be current living existing herbivores? I'm going to say we should start there. Yeah. But we can definitely talk about some weird dinosaurs if we would like. Yeah. Okay. We just gotta we gotta address this in stages. That's fair. Complex um, question. Yes. I'd be kind of afraid if uh, a horse wanted to eat me. I'm not gonna lie. Huh. Yeah, I now I'm just picturing like a rabid horse coming at me. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. It's bad. They have the speed and agility, so I, I hear you, but uh, have you considered bison? Um, uh, yeah, a bison would be a terrifying carnivore. With a head the size of a Volkswagen bug? Anything else that has, like, horns going on? Like, an elephant, elk, a fucking moose? That's what I was about to say. Moose? Like, oh. I would be afraid for my life. Those things are, like, obviously not bison and it would size, be but those are gigantic. And a bull moose in particular? And oh my god. What people might think aside, they seem kind of lumbering and peaceful. Those things can book it. Yeah. Yeah, when I when I lived in Maine, like they had the moose crossing signs everywhere and they said that like if a bull moose crosses the road and you hit it, that that's it. You're yeah, no, you're dead. You're dead. 
it's it's like hitting a brick wall. It doesn't even like phase the moose. And I mean, frankly, like if a deer wanted to eat me, unless it was like very small, them shits can move. I would be afraid. Yeah. And also the fact that like when sometimes if people hit like, you know, you're driving on a dark country road, whatever, and you hit a deer head on, sometimes if it doesn't die, like it'll they'll thrash around and that will kill you. Like they like they definitely can even now as herbivores on accident kill you. If one is mad at you, wants to consume you, Yeah. So this essentially seems to be what herbivores are large. Yes. Or fast and agile, because yeah. that's also concerning. It's the, the cheetah complex. Cheetahs aren't as big as lions, but they're very fast. They're very fast. But what about like a squirrel? They're very fast. But they're not pack animals. So a single squirrel, even if it tried, you just grab it, you know, pull it off of you probably get some kind of disease and infection but you'll live oh no they're scrappy they got like little claws and because they are so quickly you might have damage i don't know if they could kill me though right that's that's sort of where i was going yeah unless they go for your carotid well (laughs) Well, then you're screwed no matter what it'll look yeah (laughs) but i I don't know i'd be scared of a squirrel just because again they're they're scrappy it's the only word that comes to mind they're scrappy I feel like there has to be some sort of terrifying undersea herbivore that would definitely, like, fuck you up. Like, there has to be something big that's definitely just, like, you know, feeding on, like, kelp and seaweed, but if it were to eat meat, you would be in trouble. I don't know that there's any large herbivorous sea creatures, to be honest. Like, they eat plankton and small fish, you know? I was thinking whales, but whales, no, they eat fish and whatever, anything that gets their mouth. Because, like, they kind of, like, they really wouldn't, like, they're obviously not an herbivore, but, like, whale sharks, I find, one, they're kind of beautiful. But, um, they kind of freak me out a little bit, because, like, they would never, I don't really think they have all that much interest in bothering you, but, like, they could eat you by accident. I don't know if they ever have, but if I read a story that said they swallowed a scuba diver just with their, because op- they do the open mouth mm-hmm. like swim thing, you know, so mm-hmm. I-, I wouldn't disbelieve it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would immediately call bullshit on that. Right. I, I would be like, oh, hmm, I, 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 that's might, like, unfortunate. Little, might like do a little follow up. Right. But I wouldn't immediately dismiss it. But yeah, actually, now that you'd mention it, I don't know if there are any large underwater herbivores. I think even most, like, turtles are omnivorous. Yeah. Right. So, man, I guess this is one of the instances where the ocean does not hold untold horrors. That's rare. Mm-hmm. No, the, the horrors are told. It's not that there's not horrors, it's just that we know they're there. (laughs) Although to be fair, in the animal kingdom, herbivore is a generalization. Deer will eat meat, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. It's rare, but it happens. Isn't that when they, like, have, like, a disease, though? Possibly. 
I, I would think out of desperation they I would know too, deer though. Get that horrifying shit, that like chronic wasting disease or whatever, where they just become oh, that's zombies. That's true. That shit freaks me the fuck out. Only a a very tangentially related question, yes. but like thinking about underwater sea creatures, like what sea creature would scare you the most if it could grow legs? and breathe on land. Oh, those giant squids. Oh, yeah. The Magna Pinna squid specifically, where its eye is like the size of a watermelon. Yeah, it's predatory, it's carnivorous, it's aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I would be afraid doesn't even need to grow legs just to make you not want to ever go to the beach again. It can walk on its tentacles, you know? Yep. It's really the lungs that are the issue. Yep. Um, an octopus... Actually, no, you know what? I think if an octopus could get on land, it would probably be our friend. I don't really know if they would mess with us. I think they're too intelligent. They, like... In they, general... They build societies. Yeah, and in general, octopi species that are more dangerous, it's because they're um, venomous. Not because they're aggressive and eat flesh. But, like, they're so smart. If you, like, like, they've, like, they've put an octopus in a jar on the inside and it, like, used its little suckers to go and, like, twist the lid off from the inside. They can solve problems. It's so cool. I'm not a biologist, but I still find it fascinating when, fascinating, when animals do stuff like that. Or, like, how crows can, like, use tools and solve problems. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That question came out of me imagining an anglerfish growing legs yeah. and walking around. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, just... that I wouldn't like. Do you just think it's a streetlight hanging up? I'm just thinking of, like, a massive anglerfish, obviously. It's not realistic. But you think yeah. it's a streetlight and it's safe, so you walk under it and then you yeah. just... Yeah, that's also a related question I was thinking about. Like, what animal would be scariest if it, like, grew to five times its size? Ooh. Squirrel. <laughs> There's got to be some a horrifying sort of microorganism that if, even just growing to five times its size, where it became, rather than a microorganism, a bug, um, even that would cause problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ollie's auto feeder just went off. I was like, are you causing problems? <laughs> I was just imagining, yes, well, I know. it would require more than five times growth, but I was imagining a tardigrade. I was imagining a tardigrade oh, too. He gross. Even stared at me. Um, Harbinger down. Oh. It's a horror what? movie. Harbinger down. Oh, so they're on a um, uh, Antarctic cruise. Well, not cruise, like exploration mission yeah. and they run into uh effectively a supersized tardigrade that's terrifying like it got radioactive in space and then crashed and then so it, and it, yeah harbinger down look it up it's good stuff. I, was gonna say, I gotta watch that now because i i have a little i don't want to say obsession i have a fascination with tardigrades because of their natural immunity to everything they're they just don't die <laughs> Yeah, they're aliens, and no one can tell me otherwise. They I, are not. I would, again, just like we talked about a whale shark swallowing somebody, 
if somebody told me tardigrades originated from an asteroid, mm-hmm. I would I would need proof that they hadn't. I wouldn't need yeah. proof that they had. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. that's an adorable criminal, though. My door is closed, so we don't have criminals in here. Three dogs, two cats, and a toddler. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I have a stressed tardigrade in the next room, but yeah. Is the stressed tardigrade different from the glow-in-the-dark one? Yeah, the, the glow-in-the-dark one's a finger puppet. Yes. Oh, not a finger puppet. Yeah, it is a finger puppet. Yeah. And he lives in my car. And his name is Marty. Oh, yeah, that was, like, yeah. the premise of, I think, the first episode we ever recorded in the same room. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm, like, almost yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if a tardigrade became bug size, that might potentially pose a problem, because they are unkillable. Right. Like, even ant-sized, you know? Just, like, a little tardigrade walking around. It would have no qualms walking up to you and trying to eat you. What are you gonna do? It's just be like, well, you're in the way, so you think termites are bad for your house? Wait till you have tardigrades. Oy. Oh god. Lots of bugs becoming five times their size would be a problem. Like yeah. termites. They could eat your house. Like eat through the foundation so fast, of your yeah. house so much faster. Like centipedes. Well, there are very large centipedes, so but, I, know. Think of how much I get your point. But um, there is a limit for any exoskeleton insect on yes, its maximum it size because it would collapse on itself. That Exoskeletons are not supportable past a certain size. In an episode of Doctor Who. Not for me, but valid. the plot point is valid. Like, it's it's literally a thing where it's, you know, the idea of a giant spider is really cool. It's not that's functional. Exactly what, that's exactly what it was. It was a giant spider, and they, like, used something... legs would not support itself. Yeah, they used something to, like, turn it giant, and it just... It's kind of the same reason for dragon physics, because uh, flying animals, the same issue arises. The wings have to be proportional to the size of the body in an exponential way. So, I think only one movie's ever gotten that right, and that's Reign of Fire. Terrible movie. Got the dragons right, because the dragon's this big on the screen, the wings go the whole width of the screen. Okay. I'll buy it. That's an aside. Sorry. No, I had nothing I was going to say. This happens to me constantly, and it would have happened even if you hadn't said anything. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. Um, The fact that we already have some particularly giant bugs. Like, I don't know exactly where the threshold of, like, exoskeleton becoming unsustainable is, but, like, some of them, it probably wouldn't hit that point if they got five times bigger, so they would just be worse. Right. Also, do yeah, you know that ants can't hit terminal velocity? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'd like to touch on that. What do you mean? <laughs> like... The pull of gravity on something so small will never be enough. Oh, no because of air resistance and yeah. For it to to die on impact, you yeah. could drop an ant from space, and it would be fine. I don't know what the emotional state of an ant is. <laughs> so, like, fine is a relative term. Physically, ants can't fine. hit terminal velocity, but can they get scared? Do they have PTSD and <laughs> now hate humans? Because there's about a million to one of those. So, But, like, again, you could drop an ant off the Empire State Building and it would literally be fine. Why would you? I don't know. Because you could. For science. Okay, Mangala. <laughs> well, but the thing is, too, like, I, I suppose they probably figured this out with, like, calculations. But, like, was there somebody at some point just dropping just ants from places? Hold on. I... Of course, there were laws about this. I believe someone was just going, Pew! Hold on. I it would be hard to, like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to stand on the 15th floor of this building and throw an ant out. You stand on there and watch. Yeah, make sure it's okay. Measure when it hits, yeah. But, like, yeah, you're going to find an ant falling, like, that many feet. Yeah, I was thinking about the bugs because I, I went to Country Max today to get some more niece for Harley. And uh, I always look at the, you know, the various animals they have there. And there was a giant centipede. And I just, I love all animals. And I just can't imagine that being a pet. No, I don't want that in my That house. I would like to have. Here's the thing. I'm not here to judge anyone for their pet preferences because I know that many people out there judge me harshly for having a python. I don't think that they should, but that's- Oliver, get the fuck out of the Christmas tree. Uh, so Harley. What is Harley? You bought mice for Harley? Uh, he's a snake. Western hognose snake. Nice. And she yeah. has a python. Okay. Yeah, I she never got it. Yeah. I like exotic pets, but I never got into them. I never- actually picked them up. I wanted an Emperor Scorpion for the longest time. They're big scorpions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, my snake is a tiny snake. He's just a little guy. That sounds adorable. My son is but such he's, a brat. He's an albino, so he's orange. Oh, that's cute. He's he's running Orange Cat software on CowCat hardware. Yes. Anyway. Was I saying something? Python, people don't like it. They judge you for it. They shouldn't. Yes, the um You like weird pets. Yeah. Um I can hear him doing it again. I don't get the bug thing. I think I'm gonna need to trap him in this office with me. One moment, please. <laughs> hey, shithead. Yeah, I mean, I get excited about most animals. I just, but every time I'm there, I like look at the tarantulas and stuff, and I'm just. I might do a tarantula, but like, I don't know. There's some spiders that are a little bit more attractive than other spiders, but still not like bunny and want to hold it, you know? Success. Yeah. I mostly get excited about, like, the lizards and things. Right. Yeah, the bug thing, like, I get it. I understand appreciating animals that people maybe consider strange or off-putting, but, like, I don't want that in my house. Like, yeah, I'm not collecting hissing cockroaches or giant millipedes or no, anything like that. Yeah, no, that ain't... I just can't I mean, I think they're cool. I like looking at them. Just couldn't have one in my home. I know, that's why I was like... On a new tree. <laughs> I said, did you forget you also had a tree in there? He has literally he has never really been never. more trouble than recently. It's huh. adorable trouble, though. It's very, I've, it's very cute, but like I've started spritzing him. It's not working. Huh hiding under the tree like a present now, so that's alright. <laughs> he does oh. not fear. Cats don't have fear. That is what a tardigrade would act like if a tardigrade was large. Oh no, It's doing whatever it wants. My one cat only has fear. So. Yeah. That's sad. The one that was in my lap, she's scared of every person on the planet but me. Hey, I'm so familiar with pet problems. Donner is usually barking at some point at the, in the episode. Oh, he's I'm eating it. Straight eating the tree. It's green, you know, it's healthy. Fine, whatever. That's salad. Fiber and whatnot. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just, you know, here's the thing. I just let him fall at this point. Maybe he'll learn his lesson. Probably not, because there's nothing in his head. You gotta have, like, you know, brain cells and neurons and all that stuff. Very little of that going on up there. Not a cat straw suit. <laughs> Orange cat software on cow cat hardware. I have a, a long list of things I had to take off of my cat Luna today. It's like, how, how are you like playing with a screwdriver? You're gonna accidentally like stab yourself in the back of the throat. That's a new one. Yeah, it's just like a long list of random things. I'm like, how are you using these as toys? Stop it. I mean, and here's the thing, in defense of this stupid, stupid boy, I kind of understand the whole Christmas tree thing. It's bright, it's shiny, it's new, it's covered in little things that look kind of like cat toys. Mm -hmm. But like, really, man? It does seem like a cat holiday, right? You know, 
bright, shiny, fragile. And also, like, I've only had him for two years. This is the second time he's ever seen this, and also the first time he's ever seen the bigger tree because I didn't used to have it. Bud. We're not watching the tree. What if he didn't? I'm trying to focus on what you're saying, but your cat is. Good. Be afraid of it. I hope you're scared of that tree now. He is not. Nope. That was a vanquished. Oh, now he's Great kicking the down. Yeah. Again, predatory behavior. Cats all have it. Taking it down. This is what I live with. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, oh, the tree I'll be honest. It, we were talking about what would be horrible if it was five times larger. A house cat. Him. House cats, because <laughs> most predatory cats hunt for food. House cats are one of the only other species other than man to kill for fun. Yeah. I mean, and he, like, he doesn't kill things because he doesn't go outside. Right. But, like, he still does his, like, little hunting behaviors for fun. And this is the result. If he was five times larger, I would probably be People would be dying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He wouldn't even want me dead. He would just do it on accident. Yeah, he'd try to jump on your your shoulders. (laughs) Crushed. Immediately. And he'd have no hesitation to eat you once you're dead, because, again, cats. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> he's allowed to eat me if I'm dead. Like, if that's he what needs he needs to survive, to, survive yeah. to find, like, an, an, a new home, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. they get dead that's anyway. Fair. Yeah, who cares? The only yeah. thing that's kind of disappointing about it is that maybe there's slightly less of my skin to, like, bind books and make into a guitar strap. But, like, whatever. I'm just letting this happen. I, I'm fully aware of it. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the least terrible things he could be chewing on over there, so. Yeah, it's I not the wire. He he's chewing on the board. stand, so. Like, if he mm-hmm. realizes that he's not going to get anything out of it, if I just let him do it long enough. Perhaps a vain hope, but a hope nonetheless. But, um... I'm going to say moving right along. I'm so interested to find out what I missed the various times I had to unplug my headphones to go chase him. Oh, that's right. I forgot you couldn't hear. So this will be a fun editing adventure for myself. But um, the final question I have is something that I took from a TikTok. The question posed in the TikTok is, if you could have any five liquids dispensed out of your five fingers at any time, what liquids would you choose? Firstly, are we assuming these are, like, beverages you would, like, drink? Or, like, literally any liquid? Like, could you have, like, motor oil? Okay. Well, I'm sorry, you could have what if you wanted? I said it could be piss if you wanted. It could be blood. Okay. Literally any liquid. Any. Does it have to be naturally at room temperature in the liquid state? Or can you be deciding say... that it comes out in its liquid state? I'm going to say that you can... It can um, be in its liquid state, but if it's, like, magma, it would still burn you. Okay, so you can't say, like, molten gold, I have infinite gold, and, you know, because you melt your finger off. Yeah, essentially. So, what I'm going to do, what I would go, first of all, water. Mm -hmm. Just never be thirsty. I'm going to go with water. Um, And then for funsies, chai. 
I think part of the problem is I assume everything would have to come out like body temperature. Because you can't like, it's not like you'd also have like little kettles in your fingers. Okay, like, yeah, so maybe it does have to be body temperature. Because I was thinking like, oh, coffee and tea would be nice, but... But here's the thing, if I just put it into a mug that's already on like a mug warmer, what's that? Suppose. <laughs> kind of takes away some of the convenience of it. So, there are scotches that are served mm. at room temperature. So this would be kind of hot because you're talking coming out body temperature, but you put it into a cold glass, it would chill. Yeah, you it, like water. You're right. You dispense over Same ice. Same with water. Just do it over ice and you'd be fine. Here's a good one. Gasoline. Yeah, because the temperature doesn't matter to doesn't a large degree. And also, you never yeah. have to pay again. Mm-hmm. But then 15, 20 years from now, it's a useless skill, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> I've infinite gasoline. Who cares? <laughs> we don't use that anymore. I would love to be part of this conversation. I feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting she can't hear because she usually has headphones on and, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I was trying to think of like some liquid that's like really valuable. But I don't know what that would be. Well, that's why I'd ask the temperature question, because obviously liquid gold becomes, yeah. or platinum or whatever, uh, yeah. and liquid nitrogen for freezing other things, if it could come out in mm -hmm. its liquid state. Yeah. Is it right. So if we assume body temperature. But that's why I'm trying to think, like, are there certain liquids that are, you know, for some reason more expensive than others? Because I feel like, you know, you got your hydration liquid, water, you got a fun beverage, right? Okay, Maybe an alcoholic beverage one? That's the thing. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna one for making money. Maybe up to four though. Because if I'm going hydration, water, energy, chai, fun, vodka, and then we have gasoline for transport, and I got one left. Yeah, what you need like a money making one. That's what I'm trying to think of, but I, I feel like plasma. there's got to be something. What was it? Plasma. Like human plasma. Like yeah. the blood. Yeah. And you'd sell it to yeah, like sell CSL plasma. plasma. I can't really think of a better money-making liquid. Yeah. I think the gasoline would be the one that would be the money-making liquid, because if I could produce plasma, I wouldn't be selling it. I'd be giving it away yeah. to save yeah. millions of lives, and that would become my money-making scheme because I'd be such a helpful person. But that's besides the point. I'd look yeah. good while I did it. Well, and that's why I was sort of thinking, like blood, even just you know, be like, I'm here to donate blood, and just, ooh, yeah, universal donor blood. O negative, disease-free blood is an excellent liquid to be able to produce. Rock and roll, hell yeah. I'm O positive. I don't know if I can. I'm O positive as well. I have no idea close. what blood type is. Interesting. I'm fascinated that he's not bored. Audio only listeners, you are missing out on some fun visuals. <laughs> I will say, if you normally don't watch this podcast, I would I would recommend um, I would recommend doing it this time. <laughs> yeah. 
just for the background action. Just just to watch the tree topple. Yeah. But yeah, actually, no, universal donor blood is a very good idea. Yeah. Because it can be both humanitarian and profitable. There's no nothing wrong with being both, yeah. to be clear. I'm, I'm not judging anybody for saying, I'm going to sell it at a penny a pint, you know, but you produce it infinitely. Yeah, so, who cares, you know. Make a little yeah. money off of it. But you're right. right. Yeah, I mean, because you would have to put time into it, you know, to an extent. Yeah. If we're assuming that the law of thermodynamics exists and that you can't just generate it, so you do need to take in calories to produce. Yeah. yeah but even like you can only, fingers are only so big, you can only let so much out at a time. I suppose you could be like watching TV. But it just even then, you would need the resources to like keep it usable. Yeah. So like you would need to be like partnering with a blood bank or like have yeah. a freezer and equipment and stuff. So like. Yeah. I'm going to say you could break even, make a little profit. Are you sure there's yeah. not one government in this world that would come snatch you up and lock you in a room oh, and make you do this? Certainly. Yeah. So now I'm get away from anything that could be productively used by other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're also talking point. about a world where we can dispense five random liquids out of our fingers, so maybe this is That's a world true. where that wouldn't happen. That's no. I mean, I would love that. That would be a great world to live in. Sure. A world where you can dispense liquid out of your fingers? Sure, I buy that. A world in which you can trust your government? That I don't. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Man, I just just the, the idea that I could have water at any given moment would honestly change my life so much. I would have of to carry a water bottle anymore. Water. Are you fucking kidding me? But I'm just like perpetually thirsty. And every once in a while, I'll go run errands and I'll forget to bring water. And I'm only out for like, you know, 45 minutes or something. And I'm still like, I'm going to die. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Yeah. How do people live? Yeah. No, I I drink insane amounts of water. It's like, man, I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. I just like, oh, I'm thirsty. Prior to this year, I was a big runner. So being able to just continue running and not have to worry about hydration, just like, hmm. Breathe through your nose, swallow from your mouth. Just keep going. Yeah, honestly. Oh my god, that would be so helpful because I, um, the bike, I like to cycle. Um, and one of my biggest issues, particularly based on the fact that I am obviously in the fucking United States, there's this sort of like cyclists YouTube channel that I watch, and they're like, oh yeah, here's like this app where you can like it shows you all of these like free places to fill up your water bottle when you're out cycling. I'm like, we don't do that here. Like, that's not an option here. This country hates you. So if I didn't have, like, because one of my goals, I want to do, like, I want to bike for, like, 100 miles straight. And, like, my biggest obstacle in that is figuring out how the fuck I'm gonna, like, bring enough water like i know they have like those camelbacks or whatever but even that i don't think would be enough to cycle a hundred miles how long would that take hours i mean because like i i've run races that took hours with my camelback with no problem well okay yeah so maybe not but even then 
Or, like, if I want to do one of those, like, fucking, like, cycle the Erie Canal things, like, that's my biggest concern. Because, like, yeah, there are places there where you can stop, but, like, what if it's not for- Well, okay, well, you can't go out because you caused trouble. It's like, but I already destroyed this tree, I need a new one. Let me to the bigger tree. No, that has glass on it, you little idiot. <laughs> He's so dumb. Um, but yeah, one of my biggest issues in wanting to plan, like, long bike rides, like, extended bike rides, is hydration. So, like, if I didn't have to worry about that anymore, oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, being able to, able to go to, like, concerts and festivals and... <sighs> okay, so then definitely, like, the, the water and vodka thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, no outside alcohol. Oh, oh no. Hmm. I have auto brewery syndrome. It's just only in my finger. She is on top of my PC now. Um, he loves that thing. There is another room temperature liquid or slash body temperature liquid that would be very functional, but only in very isolated situations, and that is a very corrosive acid. Mm. Interesting. You can't be trapped anywhere. You can't be held anywhere because it's just like. Pew. Fast acting yeah. acid. You could almost be a superhero with that. Or villain, depending on your... You know, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm gonna rob this bank. Villain. But would it not burn you on exit? I If it does, then that's a problem. We have to take that one back. It would probably also burn whatever you were taking out of the vault. So. Yeah. You have to be very careful, yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think these are some solid answers. I would just go with speed. I would just try to chuck everything as quickly as I could through the open. <laughs> I don't think I had a lot. I feel like I'd like, have to do like... I have enough, I'll have enough money to pay for the medical bills. It's fine. Right, yeah. I feel like I have to do like a whatever the hell it is, like who wants to be a millionaire, whatever the like final answer thing. I feel like I have to do that here. Hmm. And I'm kind of agonizing yeah. over it, even though I don't need to be. Yeah, I don't know that I'm capable of choosing. Well, aside from water, that's the only obvious one. Okay. Water. Chai latte. Vodka. Gasoline. Typo negative. Yeah. Final answer. Get off of my computer. It's a shame. I, I was thinking about beverages that you drink a lot. I was like, man, too bad you can't, like, have boba out of your fingers, too. Cause that just... would be... Yeah, that's the problem. That's the picture, though, the feeling of a boba pearl, like, popping. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like that. I don't, don't want to have fingers anymore. <laughs> The fact that he's on top of my computer is so much worse because I'm using wired headphones right now. This is just a disaster. Mm -hmm. This is more disastrous than usual for us. Yeah. Or I mean, we've had Specifically, but it's definitely increasing the overall disaster vibe. But um, mm -hmm. speaking of overall disasters, unless anyone else wants to lock in a final answer, there will be no judgment if you are incapable of that. I think we covered all the, the real functional and useful ones, especially with the body temperature mm -hmm. clarification. 
Yeah. Remove that, and it's a whole different argument. That would take a whole separate episode. Well, you know, <laughs> you we'll know. keep that in the back pocket. <laughs> yeah, we'll that back there for another revisit, yeah. But um, there's a thing we do at the end of every episode called the weekly worsening, which is where we talk about, we share the ways that we are more authentically ourselves this week that make us more difficult people to be around. So it's it's usually like we're just getting deeper into our hobbies in a way that makes us insufferable. So okay. like my weekly worsening, I'm still playing Elden Ring. <laughs> and also I can feel I can feel my annual Skyrim obsession just like like the icy Always hand of there. death on my shoulder. Yeah. It's right. It never there. goes away. Yeah. I it happens to me every single year where all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah. Skyrim. It, mm, it's coming. <laughs> I will soon be back on my bullshit. And I'm back on my bullshit in another way. Kyle and I have started rewatching The Return. I don't know that one. Uh, Twin Peaks, the third season, The Return. How many times have you watched that now? How many you watched this? It's going to be like three. Okay. I was going to say, I knew it was at least more than once. Twin Peaks, my beloved. Which just has me so back on my bullshit with Twin Peaks, period. So that's mm-hmm. how I'm worse this week. Excellent. Brooks, what have you done? It's you. It's you, Doctor. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, you can probably guess because it's been the same thing the last few weeks. Is it 3D printer? Oh, the 3D printing. I 3D printed a shelf system for my 3D printing filament. I used the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> so I finally printed all the brackets because they took like five hours each. Nice. And I bought like these wooden dowels and like stained them and like put the polyurethane on them and all that. Uh, and it, I finally finished printing the last bracket today and I was like I finally get to hang them um and it was a lot harder to do than I thought it would be because there's so many little pieces to go together and I kept messing it up and I kept moving them uh long story short too late my wall is full of holes and now also full of shellac that's speckling yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that later Try to find spots in my wall that are not full of holes so I can put new holes in. Because I just couldn't get it quite level. I needed a second pair of hands for it was the problem. And I refused to wait until somebody got me. That is so the story of my life. This could have been better if I just waited for help. Yeah. But instead, yeah. I've ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I, I'm not very patient in some respects and I can be sort of impulsive and uh um you know I'm not good at focusing for the entire time and that we have known each other we have essentially been holding each other at gunpoint desperately trying to be the other person's impulse control and it almost never works because I was like oh I found this thing to make a cool little toll holder that goes on my 3d printer and I forgot I needed to print supports for this part so now it's all just like okay <laughs> that was two hours of printing before I read Oh, no. I just didn't think it through. If I just thought about it, I would have realized, oh, I need to do this. 
Oh, it's it, a plow. I was like, why is there flashing well, outside my window? <laughs> What's plow. happening? Never opened it. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, if it makes you feel any better, I have a 3D printer that I bought. It's in a box. It's never been opened. That's my bullshit that I'm on. It's like, this is the hobby I'll get into. How long have you had it? Three years? Four years? Four is years. It, is it a Creality Ender? No, it's a spark maker. It's a resin-based printer, so it's, you know, it's like a little gray oh one. Oh, well, so yeah. That's like... what my mask is. Resin printing is so much more like difficult and like in box. Yeah, no, because I I considered, you know, I was like, oh, I could also have a resin one for things I want finer detail on. And so I was like, let me let me read what these are all about. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't I don't have room in my life for hazardous waste disposal. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> sell it off somewhere. Go away. You want yeah, a little, no, uh, resin yeah. printer? Okay. Yeah, no, I, that, I could not do the resin printer. Maybe someday. No. Right now I just have a filament addiction and I just keep buying more filament so I had to build somewhere for that filament to go so I could buy more filament. And I use a resin printer to print filament to sell to filament printers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's lucrative, just lucrative enough. I'm sure there's, like, there's a I, I printed, I printed shells for my 3D printing filament. I printed this 3D printed tool holder for my 3D printer, and I printed a Y axis cover for my 3D printer. <laughs> it's getting very mad up in here, but I did buy filament that glows in the dark. That's see, and... I'm just really excited about this because I can commission you for cosplay props now. Yeah, uh, filament that's temperature sensitive. Because Ooh. I found a, a a cute little model that's like a brain slug. These just like little things, and I think that that that'll be cool to print those in a bunch of colors for our table. Yes, actually, that's the thing we're trying to do. Fingers crossed. We are trying to get a table at the next Saratoga Comic Con where we will essentially do the same thing that your guys' table does, where we just chill for the podcast, hand out business cards, stickers, answer questions, all that fun stuff. But we also want to have some fun three D printed trinkets to sell. So. Well. We've always got space if you don't get one. Aww. And I do nothing but drink and yell at people, so. Yeah, it was great. I witnessed this. We had a whole adventure. <laughs> I got to host the karaoke contest. Did you really? Yeah. Did you not? Oh, I, that's why I disappeared for like a couple hours. Yeah, I was, I was hosting the karaoke the contest. I was like returned to the table by my handler because I couldn't see. Uh... I was never physically returned to the table, but um, I did make the karaoke contest go about 30 minutes over. Incredible. By accident. Incredible. Um, and yeah, no, I've never been to Saratoga Comic Con before, and they're just like, uh, we need someone to help with this. And I was like, okay. Hell yeah. We're also attempting <laughs> to host a panel, so expect updates on that yeah. here, probably. Yeah. Well, you guys were doing all that fun stuff. I was just here playing Tears of the Kingdom all day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just being so angry like just kill all these freaking monsters well there you go consider it therapy yeah but I, I, I got the glow in the dark filament specifically for the brain slugs because I think that'll make them super cool I'm here for it I'm excited well I think we did good 
I think we're all significantly worse, and for that, I'm proud of us. <laughs> Every day, it's a little bit worse. Door. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Every day. Well. As always, thank you for fighting with us, friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will be back again next week for more chaos. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks, featuring special guest Arthur Gibson. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at brkelly98 and at and Sarah Said. You can also check out Arthur's podcast, Regrettable Reviews, on your favorite listening platform. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.